0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. Your ability to tell meaningful stories may be your most important business skill. It can help you become known as an expert, create opportunities, save you time, and make you more money. Today's guest should know he has used this skill to build a speaking and speech coaching business. He is the author of the book on storytelling and the Kindle series Sell More with Stories. Additionally, he coaches TEDx speakers, CEOs, and entrepreneurs and speakers all over the world. So let's welcome Michael Davis. Hello Mike.
1: Hello Oscar. Great to be with you today.
0: Nice to talk with you Michael. And yeah, we're going to talk um, mostly about storytelling and how it can benefit to any of us. So well, let's first hear a, a bit about your own story, to your journey to to become uh, who you are today.
1: Sure. I was a speaker for about 15 years. I was primarily speaking in financial planning venues. That's what I did for a living at the time. And in 2008, I was giving a presentation for the first time to a group of women. It was financial education for women. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those events where I could feel the energy in the room was not positive right from the start. And being a guy, I figured I could just plow my way through it and get past it. And after about five minutes, I just, I knew I had to stop. I just, I thought, you know, if I don't address this right now, these women are, they're not going to get anything out of this. It's just going to be a waste of time. So I asked the room, I said, I, have I done or said something to offend you? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a long pause. After. Oh. And finally a woman named Leslie raised her hand and said, yeah, I got a question. What's your deal? Oh, I said, what do you mean? What's my deal? She said, I've been to these things before. You get us all dressed up, you buy us food and wine, and then you try to sell us something. What <laughs> are you going to try to sell us? And I said, are you kidding me? That's your question? You, you think I'm trying to sell you something? I just spent over a thousand dollars for food and wine and all this. And you that's a question you asked me. And that's what I said. <clears throat> in my mind. <laughs> okay. That was, I kept that question inside my head, oh. but, but on the outside, I was just standing there like a, a scared rabbit. I, I was like, I, what do I do? These women hate me and I haven't done anything. And finally this story popped into my head. It was an experience from years earlier. And I thought, well, I might as well tell the story because I got nothing to lose at this point. (laughs) And I told them a story about my mom who was having some financial difficulties years ago. And I I threw the story out there out of desperation. And when I was done, Leslie said, hey, we're good. Carry on with the program. And that taught me something. It was, I mean, I accidentally told a story that night that saved that event. But what was interesting is we got a lot more people to sign up for a one-to-one consultation with us. And that had never happened before. It was like 60% of the room. And normally we'd get a third of that number. So we knew we were on to something. My managing partner went out and did a lot of research about storytelling. And He said, you've got to put stories in everything you do. And ever since then, Uh, I found that stories easily doubled or sometimes tripled the number of responses I got from people, and I knew that that was a key to communication. And eventually, I became so passionate about this topic and public speaking in general that I left the financial planning world and decided to start this company.
0: Well, yeah, excellent. So I started actually with um, a story, telling a personal story really saved you from, uh, well, difficult situation no? you were doing your your business you really wanted to uh, inspire people and serve people and and it was a story which uh, saved you from this
1: situation well, it, it did <laughs> I just told it literally out of desperation mm-hmm. because these women were gonna walk out on me I thought <laughs> And I accidentally discovered that they were inspired and motivated to take action because of a personal story about my mother and that connected Mm -hmm. with them. And I didn't understand the power of it at the time, but I I know much more now why it worked.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you know very well why stories work. And I think many, many people, many of my previous guests have um, convinced us for sure that stories are... Are essential, are really good, are powerful. But what is, I see in, 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 many people, what happened also to me from time to time is that you want to convey some message and um, something new or, and you don't find the, the right story. You, you feel that you don't, you don't have these uh, cool stories, these inspiring stories. No, that's something uh, I would say a challenge for, for many. So what would you say? How you find your best stories?
1: I'd like to address the first part of what you said, and then I'll answer your question. I find that people consistently tell me they don't have very good stories, Mm. and that is just not true. Uh, I'll I'll share an example with you. My mother was born in France during World War II. Mm. So she was born into the war and all the chaos and, and all the dangers that entailed. Well, years later, when I was in my 30s, she was... She and I were having dinner one night and she was telling me all these stories about how her parents and her had to run down 22 steps in the middle of the night when the air raid sirens went off and run across a big parking lot to get to the bomb shelter. And the next day they'd wake up and they, they didn't, the question was, what are we going to even eat today? I mean, Mm. this was their day to day existence Mm, and I'm sitting in my nice, safe, comfortable house in (laughs) middle America and I'm thinking, how in the world did you do that? That was so astounding to me. And she looked at me, Oscar, and said, well, uh, there's no big deal. That's just what we did. So she didn't understand the power of her story, and we live our lives, and we experience all these different things, and we don't think it's a big deal. But to everybody else, or most people, it is inspiring, it's motivational. So I would challenge you to start looking at stories in your life. If you remember a story, there's a reason you remember it. Start sharing it with other people and let them give you feedback on what was important or what stood out about that story and was inspirational to them. Don't try to judge your own story. You're too Mm. close to it.
0: So it's a good uh, starting point to, let's say, write down the the stories that you remember the most
1: yes and i know i've heard some of your other guests talk about this and just start i forget who it was somebody suggested start a story file on your computer in a pad Mm. of paper just start writing down memories your memories are actually stories and start sharing those
0: exactly and then now going a bit more into when uh, speakers uh, we use the stories of course telling a story is is not enough Uh, There. are effective and non-effective ways to tell stories. So tell us uh, what are the top uh, mistakes pe- speakers make when telling stories.
1: The biggest there are two two big mistakes I see. Number 1 is they don't tell us their inner conflict. Mm. I know you've had other guests that talk about conflict is a critical part to a story. Yes it is. I find that most people uh, storytellers speakers focus on the external conflict. So for example, it could be a, a disagreement with a spouse or, uh, having an auto accident and overcoming, uh, the injuries of that. And, and people may or may not relate to the external, mm-hmm. but they definitely will relate to the internal. If you start talking about your conflict of not having confidence Feeling afraid, being scared, uh, not not having the courage to take a step, those are all relatable. So the first thing, and this is not easy. Mm. Sometimes it's hard to open up to a group of strangers and share some of your deeper pains. But as one of my coaches taught me, the place that we typically don't want to go or talk about is exactly the place we need to go if we want to connect with an audience. (laughs) Uh, So that's one thing that we we, we don't I don't hear enough people sharing their inner conflict. Mm, The second is we give too many stories in monologue where we just describe the situation instead of using dialogue, Mm. using character conversation back and forth to let uh, to help the audience feel like they're right there in the scene. Mm
0: -hmm. So the use of dialogue is something that.
1: Yes. So for example, when I just told you the story of giving that presentation and I said, Leslie said to me, mm. what's your deal? You had a reaction. Typically audiences do when I, if I were to tell it as if, well, I was, I was, uh, I asked the audience what was wrong. Had I offended them? And one of the women challenged me and, and mm. asked me what, what was up with, you know, what was I trying to do? I don't get the same effect.
0: Yeah. reported speech
1: (laughs) report versus putting us in the speech Uh, i forget the name of the gentleman famous speaker in the national speakers association said don't retell us or don't retell the story relive it oh yeah i agree 100 percent.
0: that's a good one yeah okay yeah excellent Uh, so the two mistakes you say is none the first is not telling the inner story the inner struggle Correct. And the second is uh, using only monologue, so not using you no know, dialogue. So
1: use more dialogue. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, sounds excellent. And now that the let's say myself or some speaker found a good story, and is ready to work on that, so make it um, as you say like a dialogue, uh, putting more elements to make it uh, effective. What are for you the, the best tips for that?
1: Well, my first tip is to go back to the basics of a story. And I learned this from a, a Hollywood script writing consultant named Michael Haig, who's become a mentor of mine. <clears throat> he taught me that every story boils down to three essential elements. You have a compelling character who has a goal and who faces obstacles in order to reach that goal. So the, uh, a, a very common example that people give is the movie Star Wars. Mm. Luke Skywalker's a farm boy. He wants to be a pilot. He wants to get off this planet and go live an exciting life. Uh, the confl- or the, that's his goal. The conflict comes in that he's stuck on this farm with his aunt and uncle. Something big happens. His aunt and uncle get killed by the empire, and this sets him off on a journey where he meets obstacle after obstacle after obstacle until he blows up the Death Star. Right? Traditional classic story. Well, think about my story standing in front of those women. I wanted to give them some good information, help them out financially, and also get some clients in the process as a byproduct. Well, immediately I get an obstacle. People think I'm just trying to sell them something. I'm not there to help. Um, She challenges me. And then my internal conflict was, oh, I didn't have confidence. I thought, oh, my gosh, these women hate me. I haven't done anything wrong. What do I do? At the end, I succeeded. So much so. Accidentally, I succeeded, by the way. (laughs) But found a new way to attract more clients and help more people. So start there before you start. I find too many people come with this huge story and they have all these elements and we have to take it down to the basics mm. and then reintroduce some of those elements um, as we go along. Now, there are seven elements that I try to use in every story and, and coach my clients on. They all begin with the letter C. I call it sailing the seven C's to sensational storytelling. Uh, those oh. elements are uh, character. Mm-hmm. Circumstances Conflict Change Cure Carry out message And conversation And I'll go in detail As much as you want Or as little as you want on those But those are the seven C's That every good story has
0: I think uh, if you give From one example A specific example
1: Sure Sure Uh, Of those seven, they're all important, but I think the most important aspect of a good story is change, Mm -hmm. meaning we need to see a new way of living that a character has for people to buy into the message. So for example, as a speech coach, I have one of my stories of my earliest clients is a woman named Patty. She came to me at a big social event, and she was very well-dressed. I mean, clearly this woman had money, okay? But she had this look of fear in her face. She said, I understand you're a speech coach, and I need your help. I'd never met her before, right? Uh So she said, I agreed to give this speech, and it's making me sick to my stomach. I'm not (laughs) sleeping at night. I'm breaking out in cold sweat, all all those things that people feel and come to find out she's got 11 months before she has to give the speech. Whoa. So it's only going to get worse. Mm. So jump, jump ahead 11 months. It's the night of her speech. She stands up in front of 320 people, uh, gets a standing ovation because she gave a speech that was so compelling. It, it, It elicited tears. It elicited a lot of laughter. But when she was done, people walked up to her and gave her checks for her foundation on the spot. And she came up to me after that and said, Michael, I can't wait to do this again. This was so fun, (laughs) right? Now, if you're somebody who's interested in speaking and you hear her story, it's like, well, how did she go from not sleeping at night and being sick to saying, I can't wait to do this again? That's the change. That is a, I mean, that's, she truly is one of my first mm-hmm. coaching clients. I've shared that with so many people that people have approached me afterwards saying, I would like to know what she did. Could you work with me?
0: That's a change, as you see. Show yeah, the change. Big change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yes. So, so what about the other, le- um, the other steps of your, um, of your formula? Well, the,
1: the steps, the first two are the ones where you have to uh, have relatable characters Mm-hmm. meaning for, a character has to be somebody that has flaws They're, They have fears, they have concerns that makes them relatable and then put them in relatable circumstances. So take Patty. She's a very well-to-do woman financially, but she's scared to death. She has the common fear that many people have. I'm afraid to give this speech. Mm-hmm. The circumstances is she's been asked to give this presentation. Okay. Fairly relatable. 320 people that's not a massive audience it's not tiny but it's not massive so a lot of people can say okay i can picture having to speak in front of that many and being scared to death her conflict was (laughs) externally she had agreed to do it because it was important for her foundation internally it generated all those fears so that's the conflict the cure which i don't need to really describe um well, let me ask you, Oscar, knowing that I'm a speech coach, and I just told a story of a woman who approached me to become more confident with her speaking, who do you think helped her become better as a speaker?
0: Well, you, uh, the you, the coach, but also her work, of course.
1: Yes, obviously. What I find is a lot of speakers spend a lot of time talking about, well, she hired me and I gave her this and I gave her that. Those details are important, but don't spend much time Mm. on it. The audience is smart enough to figure out that I wouldn't be talking about this story if somebody else was her coach. (laughs) Okay? So we don't need to spend too much time bragging. The focus should be on Patty. You get it that she hired me. Yeah. So that's, that's the uh, the change part that comes in. Oh, I'm sorry, the cure. I, I was the cure. I provided, uh, I know some of your other guests have talked about the hero's journey. In that that story, I was the role of the guru. I brought yeah. the the solutions she needed. The mentor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the carry out message for her, and I didn't really give the carry out message in the version I shared with you, but is stories can make a difference. You can sell more with stories. And then the seventh part of that formula is conversations which is where dialogue comes in. Mhm. I didn't just say a woman came up to me scared to death and she had to give a speech in 11 months. I said she said I'm sick to my stomach and I'm not sleeping and I need your help. <laughs> that makes the audience feel more like they're in the story with you.
0: Exactly. You can feel that you are there, no? You are Yes. The third person in the same uh, <laughs> the same space. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and that's what you want. You want people feeling like they're right there with you because it becomes an experience for them.
0: Oh, yeah, excellent. So could you repeat again the 7C? The
1: Absolutely. And I'll give you a link later, too, to um, uh, a, a report that talks about those. But it is characters, circumstances, conflict, cure, C-U-R-E, cure, change, Carry out message and conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are seven C's, and you told us that uh, change is the one of the most important to to pay attention.
1: Yes, if you don't show it, ch- and this is really more for business present presentations, mm-hmm. uh, like as a speech coach or when I was a financial advisor, when I would tell stories, I had to show the new way that people were living. In order to create that desire in the audience to say, I need to talk to Michael because Mm. I want to be like that character in the story. I want to be the confident speaker. I want people walking up to me and giving checks. Show me how to do that. If I didn't show that change, it's just an entertaining story that people yeah, will forget exactly. in five minutes.
0: So that is where the persuasion is or selling.
1: Yes, that is the sale. And mm. notice you don't have to use the traditional sales tactics of hard closing or constantly asking people to buy. You just tell the story and lay it out. To, Do you want the same result as Patty? <laughs> I, have the, I have the solution. It's a lot easier and a lot less threatening.
0: Yeah, yeah, more subtle, of course. Yeah.
1: Yes, very subtle.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, I definitely like your uh, your approach, and it's it's good. The the points that you you told us the um, the change, as you said, and also this uh, the the two points in the, this big the this big mistakes. Also, yeah, excellent ideas that for for all of us to. Uh, to take into action next time we are developing and delivering stories.
1: Yeah, what I tell people, Oscar, because trying to incorporate all seven at once is too much. Just take your next story and start with one. Make sure you've got a compelling character. Yeah. Go I- out and te- test it three or four times. Then work on the, the circumstances, then the conflict, and just step by step, give your story two or three times with each one of those. And. You'll be amazed at how powerful your story is after you run them through each of those seven.
0: And yeah, because you might think seven steps of seven points are, take a lot of effort and might make that my story will become long. So how, how, sh- how short can be a story in having having these elements uh, well uh, well developed?
1: Two what or mean? three minutes. Two or three minutes. It can be that short, yeah. yeah. In fact, I, th- I think most business stories need to be... I don't like to put a time frame. A good story is a good story, and if it's good enough, people will stay engaged. But yeah, two to three minutes, you can, you can give that story fairly quickly and yeah. have an impact.
0: Yeah, that's also important to know because sometimes you don't have... It might be that you have a slot only for 12 minutes or... <laughs> And yeah, you need to two minutes. You can you can make a good story, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
1: Yes, and you can tell shorter ones. You don't have to have all se- seven elements. Mm-hmm. The more, the better. But you can have three or four of those elements and just tell a, a one-minute story. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yes, great to know. Actually, I think I haven't asked this before about the, the how how long uh, an effective story can be. Uh, Mike, can you now? Share with us what is your favorite quotation.
1: Yes, I have several, but there's one from Muhammad Ali that I just love, and it is that the fight is won or lost far away from witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road, long before I dance under those lights. And what I love about that Oscar is it it underscores the importance of preparation, practice, and rehearsal that nobody is ever going to see but that's where you become great.
0: So you you win or you succeed in advance because of your the level of your preparation. Absolutely. And I think we talked last time, we we talked a few weeks ago, and you mentioned that some of the, the world champions of public speaking, also being referenced to public speaking, you have worked with some of them and you know personally that they have rehearsed. Yeah. How many times can you tell us?
1: Yeah, let me, I'll share a very quick You talk about short story. Uh, I had the opportunity to work on a team with one of the finalists in the mm-hmm. World Championship of Public Speaking this year. Her name is Sherry Su. She's from China. The night before the competition, uh, we had her give her speech, and it was good. It really was good. And we gave her some suggestions, six suggestions, actually, which is not always—it's it's a risky thing to do that late sure. in the process, mm-hmm. but— we said, take these ideas and do with them what you want. You don't have to use any. She took, she took them and she said, all right, I'm ready to do the speech again. She gave the speech. Again, it's a five to seven minute speech. Oscar, she made it sound like those suggestions had always been in the speech. <laughs> right? So when she was done, I said, Sherry, how many times have you practiced this? She said, oh, hundreds. And I said, come on, how many times? And she thought, and she said, at least 200 times. <laughs> and I looked at the other coaches and I said, that's it. I mean, that that's the magic formula for speaking. If you want to get good, 200 times tends to be a number I hear a lot amongst highly paid professionals, highly successful uh, speech contest participants. Is it a lot? Yeah. Is it worth it? There's no doubt. If you're serious about becoming a really good speaker, you should shoot for the number 200 if you're going to practice a speech or a story.
0: So that's, a number. that's the number. 200 at least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great that uh, you are telling this, and you have been talk, um, working with uh, fabulous speakers, performers, because many people don't believe that have to rehearse so many times. And But that's the truth.
1: It is. I have a a, uh, Las Vegas headliner who gave 5,000 shows. He told me the 30 days before he gave his first show, he he practiced it 200 times. Hmm. (laughs) That's that's commitment. But when he was done practicing that many times, he was good.
0: No doubt. So Mike, can you now share with us uh, a book that has been particularly inspiring or influential for you?
1: Yes, there are many Oscar but there's one that I absolutely love about storytelling. It's called Storytelling Made Easy by Michael Haig. It's spelled H A U G E. Michael I mentioned before is a Hollywood scriptwriting consultant. He has become a mentor of mine. But he he the, the seven elements that I have You could fit those into his six-step formula, and they work very well. But Michael just has a – he's a genius when it comes to stories and understanding how to create that emotional connection. In fact, he says the purpose of storytelling is to elicit emotion, and that's Mm. what he teaches you to do in that book.
0: All right. Uh, To elicit emotion, so put it uh, simply. uh, Yes yeah sounds, uh, sounds like an excellent book and he works for um for movies
1: yes i mean he's been hired by people like will smith and reese witherspoon i mean a lot of the big uh, actors have either hired him or worked uh, had him work for them to tighten up their scripts to make sure that they created that I'm emotional sure. connection well excellent
0: finally Mike, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us do regularly? A routine to shine?
1: Yes. This is a delivery idea that I constantly push on everyone, and that is practice silence. Uh The greatest contradiction of speaking is that the best speakers know how to use silence. Now, let me be specific about what I mean. When you ask a question of your audience. When you make an important point or when you say a funny line, it is critical that you be quiet long enough for them to take in that point or that funny line and react to it. So many times I'll hear speakers ask a really good question, and it could be, think about a time uh, when you were a kid and you had a traumatic experience. Well, for me, it was age six and then see what happened. They didn't let me think about it too fast. So there's no connection to the question. So practice pausing. And when you pra- I mean, when you ask a question in your rehearsals, be silent for five, six, seven seconds. Mm. You're not going to pause that long when you really give the speech but you're conditioning yourself to get comfortable with the silence and you'll find that natural length of time to actually be quiet in front of an audience.
0: Yeah. Excellent piece of advice. (laughs) Thanks a lot to Mike for all this uh, very, uh, very insightful uh, interview. And please let us know how we can uh, follow you, learn more about you or connect you. What are the best ways
1: Absolutely. You can go to my website, which is speakingcpr.com. And if you'd like to get uh, weekly storytelling tips, I have a complimentary resource, no cost or obligation. It's 52 Storytelling Tips. If you just type in the the numbers 52storytellingtips.com, you can sign up for uh, a weekly five-minute audio that will give you just a little bit more insight into storytelling. The idea behind this is to build one skill upon another over a a 12-month period. Mm -hmm.
0: And also in social media, what is the best way to find you?
1: Uh, Facebook, it's Speaking CPR. On LinkedIn, you can get me under Michael Davis. And on Twitter, I am at Speaking CPR.
0: Okay, excellent. There's so many ways. So again, thanks a lot, uh, Michael. It has been a pleasure talking with you and we wish you all the best.
1: Thank you very much, Oscar. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time.